Hello and welcome to the When Wrestlers Act podcast. I'm John Cromshaw and I'm joined again today by my good friend, Colin Cox. Hello, John. How are you today, Colin? I'm quite well, thank you. And we've just watched what I can only describe as Series 3, Episode 20 of The X-Files, an episode called Jose Chung from Outer Space. <laughs> great title. Yeah, it is a great title. Um... I've not watched X-Files in probably over a decade. And I don't remember episodes being structured like this at all. <laughs> this seemed like a really strangely... like The, the narration of it was really strange. Um, it kept kind of flitting backwards and forwards. And it was, it was Scully talking to an author yeah. about this... Essentially an alien abduction case, wasn't it? Yeah. But then it kept flitting between the different accounts of the same story. And yeah, it was very odd. You said, what was it, this might be the best episode of x <laughs> I've ever seen. And you said, might be the opposite. Yeah, so, I don't know, <laughs> I, I I was... It was just so completely abstract that David Lynch will be turning in his grave. Yeah, now, I think abstract's a perfect, perfect description of it. And it was, I don't know, I think it was trying... It was just really daft as well. It was daft, and it was, yeah, it was layered. I would describe it as it was trying to do that postmodern thing of putting layers on layers on layers and ultimately making it a little bit confusing and a little bit odd. A <laughs> um, little bit unnerving as well at points. You never need, really knew what was the truth, not only in terms of is the story that's being told true, but is the person telling the story telling the truth? What was it this... Um, the difference between truth and reality, I think, was one of the things that this author guy, this Jose Chung, you know, he raised. So it, I think it was a about philosophy in a weird <laughs> way. It was, yeah, I think it was um, set out to be intellectually mind-boggling. And, and it worked. It did work. It opened up and you had, what, a couple in a car. I say a couple. They, they, they established straight away that it was their first date. And this guy goes, oh, I'm madly in love with you. This guy who's called Harold. So he, he says he's madly in love with this with this girl straight away. And she's basically, oh, steady on there. Steady I on. like you a lot, but yeah. it's a first date. Yeah. So um, he, he declares his undying love for her. He needs to keep his eyes on the road as well. well They're driving along yeah. and he's just looking at her. In fact, you know what we've missed? We've missed out the very start of the episode. Oh, that was the start. Now, the very start... It, it looked like Star Wars. It looked like oh yeah. It looked like you know you know in Star Wars. I, I don't know which one it is. It's one of the one of the one of them. One it of, could be any yeah, of them. Maybe the second one. I don't know. And there's a, the intro is is a big. Um, I think it's called a Star Destroyer. Like this big ship flying overhead. Yeah, yeah. They they reproduce the same scene, and you've got all this kind of sci-fi. Music. I mean, what is it like? Uh, Jean Michel Jarre, yeah, style synth stuff, and um, you know, Tangerine Dream kind of sound. And um, yeah, you've got this thing appear appearing to be a UFO flying overhead. And what was it? It was um, a lift cradle for fixing electrical lines or yeah. telephone lines, and that was great. That was great. <laughs> and then um, there was there was a bright flash, and this couple in the car. We're, we're a bit worried. And they had possibly one of the most absurd alien encounters <laughs> I've ever seen. What was it? You had um, a, a lava man. 
Would you describe it as yeah, a lava man? I, I, I didn't get a good look at him, but I s- sort of just saw this red sort of wolfy beastie, like one of the the big blue one out of Monsters Inc. that yeah. we have actually seen, but another one I mean that but red. Yeah, so it was like that. He was glowing, and he was he seemed to be in a bit of a having a bit of an altercation with two aliens, stereotypical aliens. Yeah, the uh, what do they call big them? heads look a bit like um, Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the yeah the big heads, big big black eyes, and uh, yeah, um, so it, yeah, and it has that thing where you get the bright flash. I think this was a thing in all the X Files things. Whenever there was an alien kind of thing, there was a bright flash, and it kind of bled out the whole thing. So <laughs> yeah, and then what was that? It was that the was that the end of the intro. The two in the car got abducted by these um, stereotype aliens and mm. then Big Red One comes along and um, them speaking in perfect English saying, ooh, what the hell's that? Yeah, that was it. And then the um, credits rolled. Yeah. And... and my God, I hate the X-Files <laughs> credits. God, it, they're, they're so bad. They're just really dated. They haven't. <laughs> I, think, I think they look dated when the series was first on. I don't know. I like the X-Files, but the... The music, the opening credits, the everything is just awful. Yeah. Credits have, have rolled and um, we see who's it guest starring. Jesse Ventura. Yeah! As well as um, WrestleMania 7's legendary um, host of Jeopardy, Alex Trebek. He, he, was, a, uh, he was just a, a WrestleMania 7 cameo. <laughs> Which I think, was WrestleMania 7 any good? Um, no, well, it had that... Awesome match with um, Warrior, Warrior and, um, and Savage was it? Yeah, yeah, that was it. That was a that was a good match. Probably Warrior's best match actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, doesn't matter. Jesse Ventura. <laughs> that's the key thing that we'll yeah. take from Jesse this. Ventura, pet detective. <laughs> Is that him? No. Um, so yeah, Jesse, the body Ventura, Jesse, the conspiracy nut, former governor of Minnesota. He's tried to get back there as well independently, but yeah. it's not happened. So um, yeah, so we we get. Scully in Mulder's office. You got this old guy who looks a bit like um, Larry David, who's let himself go a bit. Yeah, um, that fair description. That's perfect description. Yeah, he's apparently one of the greatest authors of his day. Scully's really sucking up to him, yeah. but she does genuinely seem to like his thrillers. Yeah, he's 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 written some good thrillers, and um, so apparently Scully's a thriller thriller writer now. Thriller um, enthusiast, enthusiast, which. Didn't know that until then, so... It makes sense. That was good to know. Why, why would you kind of read that stuff if you're surrounded by aliens and... I don't know. Let me put it this way. You're a journalist. Do you read newspapers? No. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she's starring in a thriller. She's in a... Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, so he, he's he's talking to Scully, interviewing her about this this alien abduction case, and that's the basic narrative hook, I suppose, for the story, is that um, it's Scully telling this writer about, you know, the, the strange alien abduction. We established early on that the girl, Chrissy, her name is, she went missing and was then found the next morning with her, what was it, her clothes on backwards and inside out. Yeah. The assumption is, is that she's been date raped, but, ah, she wasn't. She was kidnapped by aliens. But were they? It gets all very complicated with the were they aliens. 
weren't they aliens kind of but stuff? But she also seems to think, in her muddled up memory, that the person who did that was Harold, was his name? Yeah. He gets picked up for questioning, but at first he... He's accused of all this by the police. They said, would you sell this into a lie detector? And straight away he says yes. And then they say, tough titty, basically. No, they don't. They don't say any swear words. Well, yeah, that, that's yeah. true. He... But we'll, we'll come back to that <laughs> later. But they say, um, tough bleepy. Yeah, yeah. They, they and, uh... um, say that he, they call him um, something to do with a... rampaging hormones. Yeah, yeah. A blankety blank bleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um... No, but the, the yeah, they they say that the the raging hormones are to blame. But then um it does take the lie detector test and he passes it. Mm. And there's one thing that said, um the the girl experienced missing time. Yeah, missing she, time. Missing time, so she lost some time. And that I think that's why um it must have come upon, you know, Mulder's uh, I lost three hours recently when Googie I watched Monday that. Night Raw. There we go. Missing time. Missing time. Three hours I'll never get. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Harold, yeah, he gets his lie detector test. He passes. Good for him. Yeah. So then Mulder comes in and he starts getting interested in the um, thing and he's explaining that, oh yeah, these are are definitely the hallmarks of an abduction. (laughs) You know, just basically the only evidence he's got is some guy goes, yeah, I was kidnapped by aliens. And some girls go, I might have been date raped. Like, yes. No, no, <laughs> you weren't date raped. You were kidnapped by aliens. Okay. Yeah, and I'm going to plow in the FBI's resources to um, to prove, other, you know, you've gone not small. <laughs> so it's it's kind of you know it, the absurdity levels have already started to uh, <laughs> to kind of creep in on this. Oh, uh, Mulder has a chat with the um, with the suspect and says that um, because he's changed his story. Saying that you know it was him who mm. did it, then he says, "Well, you know, if you don't tell me the truth, the only rape you'll be remembering is the one that happens to you in prison." It's, it's basically, yeah, using um, rape as a threat. This is how good our legal system is. If you're found guilty, you're going to get bummed. Yeah, but by Mulder. Yeah, which you know he's very attractive man. <laughs> he's very cool. I mean, I want to dislike him, but I can't. Yeah. But it's still not enough, is it? You know, no. no means no. God damn it. <laughs> um, so the yeah, so this lad gets hypnotized. No, sorry, the the, the girl gets hypnotized. Yeah, so the girl gets called in. She gets hypnotized, and she starts um, kind of rolling out this story about how she was kidnapped and taken onto a spaceship, and there are all these aliens that look like stereotypical aliens, and some of them were arguing. And then one of them was saying something like, what was it, not again or something? What was yeah. It? yeah. He was just going, not again? or, um, And then, yeah, so she was saying that they did things to her which she can't really remember and that she was probed. Um, and then Scully was just like, no, no, it's hypnotism, it's not real. You know, she could have been making it up, you were being suggestive and, um, yeah. So she dismisses the hypnotism as a kind of, False memory. Um, and apparently the lad goes under as well. We don't actually see this yet, but apparently the lad's story and her story are just completely contradictory. Then what happens? Is that the bit with the policeman and the swearing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's so, it, because that, it's because of all that questioning under hypnosis, yeah. the policeman starts 
not swearing. I just thought that was great when he just comes back here and said, well, you really bleeped that up. Yeah. You're really then, bleeping up this case. Yeah, and then the author asks Scully, did he really say that? Well, no, he said something else. But yes, I'm familiar with that particular word. But pretty much in every scene that that policeman is in, he uses a word bleep or blankety blank. Mm. And that was great. Yeah. So this is, this is again, this is why it's getting the absurdity. Is She's telling the story and instead of it just kind of, what's the word, like uh, repeating what actually happened, it's repeating it through their version of it <laughs> as if the other person's acting. It's really, really odd. Um, but very well done, I thought. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was. It was just, it just got far too weird, far too quickly. <laughs> so we next get a, um, what was he, just basically this fat guy turns up with a... Some sort of designer, I think it might have been. Yeah. Because he had a, one of those boards that painted, designy people have that um, that you draw on. Like yeah. an architect's leany board. A drawing board. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. What is it? This guy turns <clears throat> up and he's witnessed the alien abduction and this guy is called, what is he, he's Rocky. Rocky. And he's a bit a bit of a nut job, is the impression we get. And he, he recalls his version of what happened in the form of a, was it in the form of a screenplay? Yeah, like a script. Yeah, so he, he scripted, it, scripted it out, and um, he said that he'd had an encounter with Lord Kimbo. Not to be confused with um, former UFC fighter Kimbo Slice, who um, is not... Well, I don't know. What's he doing now? Is he a, is he a lava man living at the centre of the earth? Yeah, so he gives this lava man kind of Shakespearean dialogue and tells this um, rocky guy that thou art the saviour of the earth and all this <laughs> stuff. Um, and then he gets visited by... A man in black. Essentially, the men in black from the film and... Comic. The men in blacks, yeah. But instead of it being Will Smith and the other guy, it was... Jesse Ventura and um, the, that, what was his name, Alex Trebek, whatever you said. Yeah, but you don't see him at that point, it's just Jesse Ventura, he's great. He is, he's really, he, he's co- really... he comes out really <laughs> mysterious, he's spouting a lot of bollocks about Venus, being yeah. particularly bright in the sky and everything, and mm. how uh, former President Jimmy Carter saw a UFO, but it turned out just to be a particularly brilliant star and... Just things like that. He just had a really good level of oddity to him. And Jesse the Body has been in so many films just as himself or generic tough man, generic wrestler. But in this, he was generic tough man, but with a bit different, peculiar tough man. He was was odd but menacing. Yeah, he was great in this. And he was was going, yeah, so you you saw Venus, you didn't see a UFO, and... um, if you tell anyone that you saw a UFO, we're going to come back and kill you. This guy goes, you can't threaten me. He goes, I just did. Yeah. And then drives off in his black car. <laughs> so, yeah. So that was Jesse Ventura. But he's he's coming back. Yes. Have no fear. Yeah. I'll I'll give his acting ability a, you know, a, a big thumbs up at this point. <laughs> I, I didn't sit there thinking, my God, it's Jesse Ventura. Isn't he terrible at this? I was just thinking, oh, look, it's a... One of the Men in Black. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder which came first, the Men in Black or the Men in Black? I'm not sure. I think it might have been... This one would have been about 96, so I think it might have been around the same time. Yeah. 
one was definitely piggybacking on the popularity of the other, but which one? Yeah. Or maybe maybe it was just the same time. Who knows? I don't know why, but after hearing this, Mulder's sceptical of the original girl story. And, you know, this is assumed by the law to be the one who's been date-raped. So the rape victim is, um, in typical fashion, the one who's uh, believed the least. Um, and what is it? The guy who said he was visited by the mysterious men in black, who, who had Shakespearean dialogue from a lava monster. The guy who also said he saw the aliens fighting. They're believed. The girl who thinks she was uh, drug-raped is not believed. Um, Very satirical when you put it like that. It's, it's. Uh, I don't know if it's meant to be satirical, but... Uh, it really is. Yeah, so. I, think, I think it's a, a stark reflection of the, um, the British legal system done in 1990s America. <laughs> so they call the girl back in for another round of hypnosis and um, she kind of has the same memories um, but they're different. Instead of it being aliens, it's people in Air Force uniforms and there's a sinister doctor who uh, steals... How do we know he's a doctor? He doesn't have a white coat or stethoscope or one of those well, she, she, mirror she, things on she his is, head. She assumes it to be. And, um, well, she, how does she know? I don't know. Under okay. hypnosis, it must be true. Oh, right, okay. um, so then she talks about how they stole, he, stole her memories. And so this is, this is where it starts getting a bit complicated because her initial memories were wrong, then the, the hypnosis memories were wrong, and then you've got these ones, and Mulder's like, yeah, yeah, they're definitely the real ones. They're, they're the right memories. The other ones are lies. I don't know why he kind of concluded at that point that that was fine. Scully is still doubtful. She's like, oh, you were, you were leading her. So again, she's still playing a sceptical Scully. Mulder's still out there with his alien theories. And he starts spouting off about the, what is it, the industrial military complex that, and conspiracies. And yeah. So we're already starting with the conspiracy nonsense. They then find an alien. They do find an alien. Well, there's a great pun. It's, um, it's that weird, creepy guy who looks like a nonce. Oh, right, we've not introduced him yet. No, let's introduce him. Okay, so then we have... Um, I don't know if he was named, but there was just a, a really creepy-looking guy who I, I could imagine him spending far too long on the internet doing research and then getting arrested for... Yeah, researching the, too much. Re- researching into, you know, child pornography. He looked he looked like a big old paedophile. If you saw a picture in a paper of a paedophile, that's what it would be. Yeah. Pretty much. He was um, somewhere in his late 20s, early 30s, very buck-toothed, shaved head with glasses, mm. and um, a very weak chin. Yeah. It's the, it's the chin it's the yeah. chin and the glasses that does it. Yeah. It's the weak Nancy chin and the Nancy glasses, bought from a, a paedophile spec savers. <laughs> yeah. The most sinister spec savers you can get. Obviously, for the all the better for looking at dodgy images of children. This episode's getting a bit dark, isn't it, really? Yeah. It's, uh... When you read between the <laughs> lines. I want about this episode of the podcast. All oh, right. <laughs> you know, it's all, yeah. Well, it's this episode of the X-Files yeah, that's yeah. leading us to it. It is. It's, uh, it's, it's the darkness. So the, this guy, he has a video of an alien autopsy that he plays, but it's a video of a video of an alien autopsy. 
Um, so it's been recorded off some dodgy TV show. And who's performing the alien autopsy? That would be um, the erstwhile Scully. Yes, the lovely Gillian Anderson. The lovely, lovely Gillian <laughs> Anderson. But I think we've missed something here because it has. He want he said that he always wanted to get kidnapped by aliens so he don't have to go out and find a job. And then he went <sighs> out one night into the field. He was hoping to stumble across one. And at that exact moment, he trips over. The dead alien yeah. that he finds. Yeah, that was that was that was a good, good visual <laughs> pun. I like that. Yeah, so he stumbles over the alien, and uh, yeah. this dead alien, yeah. which Scully does the autopsy of, and he records it. I find it a bit weird at this point that Scully had started to perform an autopsy, yeah. and then and then she she was doing the examination, and then noticed what did she notice? That there's a zip. Why was it as if, Colin? Because it was an alien in a suit. It was Sorry, a... a human in a suit. Yeah, it was a mask. So she was tricked. <laughs> this medical examiner <laughs> looked at a guy in a in a plastic, essentially a plastic suit, and went, "Oh, what? It's a, it's a, it's, it's really a, good a job human." That she's... Didn't get the scalpel out and everything at that point. Exactly. I mean, it wouldn't have mattered because he was dead, but. But he wasn't, he was alive. Was he? Yeah, it's that one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So then um, (laughs) this person's been recording it, and then Jesse Ventura in black goes to visit him, rips the video out of its um, video player by ripping the top off it, taking the tape out, and gives him a backbreaker for good measure. Yeah, I did like that touch of (laughs) of giving him a backbreaker. So Jesse Ventura, yeah, he's back. Being sinister <laughs> and giving backbreakers. Yeah, yeah. No, that was that was a good good touch. And this person shouting Roswell, Roswell, just before he's <laughs> given a backbreaker. Yeah, uh, he's he's an odd guy. He's an odd guy. So yeah, I think it's around this point when Mulder starts putting two and two together and and working out that the men in black are involved in this, and um, you know he he starts to build his own <clears throat> conspiracy theory up about this. And I don't know. The the he speaks to the guy who was autopsied, the alien. Who what was he? Was he a? Um, I don't know. He had he was he was an air force guy. Yeah, they used the UFOs because people shoot down reconnaissance planes, but they don't shoot down UFOs. Yeah, yeah. Cause so it's quite clever thinking when you yeah when you have a good think about it. But then this guy who was who was the dressed up as the alien, pretending to be an alien in a UFO, so as not to get shot down, um, he thinks that he was actually abducted and that the... By the red thing. Yeah, so there's these levels now. There's the Air Force pretending to be alien abduction people, and we also learn that the Air Force are wiping people's memories and giving them the, what was it, the, the usual abduction rigmarole or something to make people believe they've been abducted by aliens and then they have these fake UFOs flying around as well uh, with people in them who are dressed as aliens for some reason Um, but then these people dressed as aliens in the fake UFOs believe that they were actually abducted by a real alien in a real UFO This, this is right isn't it? Yeah. And it was all part of Conspiracy, somehow. This, yeah, is that, is that right? Is that, is that I don't right? know. Yeah, 
I'm trying to make sense of it. There's a lot, as I say, a lot of layers. <laughs> but then we get the lad, Harold. Yeah. He gets called back for hypnosis or to give a witness statement or something. And then he's, what is he? He's kind of looking around what you assume to be the alien ship. And then he bumps into one of the aliens. And then Mulder gets visited by the men in black because he's figured all this out. Yes. And this is when you're introduced to Alex Trebek. Trebek. Because Jesse Ventura explains that, you know, he's been accompanied by a game show host who's telling him that Mulder's right about all these conspiracies, <laughs> but that nobody's going to believe him because when he retells a story, it's going to sound so ridiculous because obviously he's there with a the game show host and, you know, it kind of almost sounds a bit like an LSD trip. Which yeah. is a it's very clever thinking. It is. If you behave stupidly and tell stupid stories, who is going to believe you? Yeah, yeah. so he, he does get to the bottom of the conspiracy, I think. He works out that it's all part of the military-industrial complex orchestrated by the CIA and the blah-blah-blah yep. government, um, mind control, blah-blah. Like um, we didn't really get to the bottom of why there was these abductions going on, but then Mulder gets a call and they find... The spaceship, the alien spaceship, <laughs> and then it's the it's just a military, what a secret military jet. Yeah, it's one of those like weird big black ones, that, yeah, the stealth ones. Yeah, so they're like, oh, well, that's that explains it then. And Mulder's like, no, 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 because that's what they want you to think. They're doing that there, so we witness it, so we see, see, it, and it it makes all the other stories not make sense. So the conspiracy is to the conspiracy's conspiracy or something so yeah it's do you think all the um, listeners have switched off <laughs> I hope so because I'm <laughs> I'm baffled and boggled mind not work <laughs> anymore sentences not together coherent yes um, and then what happens we, we then get it being read we, we essentially work into the end of the episode now and we get the um, I suppose the conclusion, the wrap-up, is actually being read from the book, from outer space, by, um, what's his name, Jose oh, Chung. Jose Chung, yes. Yeah, and it, he he basically gives the ending um, a bit like you'd get in a, a 1980s teen movie, where they tell you everyone, you know, what everyone ends up doing. So Rocky, he ends up being a, um, a preacher. Yeah. And... Converting people to his religion and... and um, Creeping on, they do a great joke here where he says he still continues to search the skies and he's getting he's getting lifted up in one of those crane things. It turns out he's now the man who fixes the lines. Yeah, yeah. That's a great visual yeah. pun there. Yeah. And uh, what is it? Oh, the... um, date rape woman, Chrissy, was she called? Yeah. Um, turns out that she becomes a I want to change the world woman. Yeah. And um, what's his face? He's still madly in love with her. Yeah. And then she opens the window and says to him, God, is that all you men think about? Love. <laughs> and She's then... got posters of Greenpeace and Amnesty and all other yeah. organisations like that on her wall. And then, um, the, what was it? It, it was, I can't remember Mulder's name, but there was like Diana Lescourle. <laughs> um, she, she was, uh, you know... I think it was something like Dumbler as well for Mulder. yeah. Um, and, you know, she, she went on to be a great person, but still a federal employee. <laughs> and then Mulder was 
trade is like going that's, gradually that's, insane. That's a bit like me though. I'm a great person, but I'm a civil servant. <laughs> <laughs> the worst kind. The worst kind. Um, so yeah, it, so I, the journalist. I, I apologise that it's been a bit incoherent and made little sense. Don't Try shoot. drinking some gin when you listen to this. Don't shoot the messenger, is what I'm saying. <laughs> this episode was, was... It's more one to watch. I don't think we can do it justice. Uh, I still think it was great. It was, yeah. It, I mean, it, it was weird, because as I say, it was all these layers. And for an episode of The X-Files, it was remarkably witty. And it was very witty. had a lot of, like, quite funny little visual jokes. <laughs> and, yeah, it just didn't... Didn't feel at all like an episode of the X Files, how I remember them. No, it felt like some sort of, um, I don't know, some sort of daft comedy. Of the t- it's, it was almost like um, something along the lines of The Simpsons. Yeah, it was like uh, uh, The Simpsons doing the X Files or something. But like not that, wasn't that it? terrible episode where the X Files, oh, yeah. um, well, Simpsons does the X Files. It's not that one, yeah. but it's like the people who write The Simpsons have done an episode of the X Files. Yeah, I mean, I suppose what what was disappointing about this episode was, you know, there was no, um, I don't know, when it'd have just Scully running around, you know, going up some stairs. Getting you know, out of breath. Yeah, just, yeah, she, she was just there. Looking a bit startled. Yeah, sat behind a desk talking to a bloody author. Larry David. Yeah, so, yeah, bit, bit a bit upset about that. Well, you know, you've... You know. You've got the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, I you mean, can post links to that on the When Wrestlers at website. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I I remember her um, FHM photo shoot from nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, that one where she's in that um, rubber cat suit. That's that was a great one. Have you got anything you want to add? No, I really enjoyed this episode. It was a change of pace from X-Files. I mean, I'm a fan of X-Files when I can understand it. This one, I couldn't understand, but I still liked it. I mean, yeah. I, it's, mean... I did understand it. It's just so complicated. And no matter how long we talk about it, I don't think anyone would ever be able to turn around and say, oh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> so so it, it deserves a watch. It does deserve a watch. And just just to clarify... Um, the basic storyline is these two people get kidnapped by the Air Force because they've spotted a military plane. Or did they spot an alien? Was the Lava Man a real alien? Don't try and clarify it. No, I'm trying... trying, (laughs) Like, who was the Lava Man, apart from Lord Kimbo? Who was he? I don't know. Yeah. So there might have been... It might be... There might have been something sinister going on. There might have been a real alien... But it was the Air Force who were wiping people's memories. And it was the hypnotism that kind of revealed this. And, yeah, I think... And Jesse, the body Ventura, for his um, sporadic appearances in this um, episode, he was great. Yeah. So I think there must have been a real alien there, because the men in black were there to tell people there wasn't an alien. Well, if the men in black were there, that makes it true. Yeah. Okay. But then, so the Men in Black, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you see what I'm getting at? I think I figured it. I think the, the lava guy was an alien. Yeah. And I think the two aliens who Shall were Shall we fighting... just tell the one remaining listener out there to just go and watch it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Mm. And shall we explain to the one re- remaining listener that we have a website? Yes, we do. It's uh, <laughs> whenwrestlersact.com. And uh, we have a Twitter and a Facebook and an audio book and a WordPress. And they're all WWA podcast. Um, so check them out. And, and have a happy Halloween. <laughs>